Hi, this is Gabriel Piamonte, and you're listening to 5 Under 10. I'm running for 5th Ward Alderman, and this is my podcast to talk about issues affecting the 5th Ward. Today, we're going to talk about the Workers' Rights Amendment and the results of that effort. We're going to talk about a couple of things related to the Obama Center, and then I'm going to speak just very briefly about our um, signature collection efforts, which are never-ending. It's, um, you know, it's a fine Chicago tradition. You've got to prove that you're, you are, you're worthy to be on the ballot. And then once we collect the signatures, um, you know, there's a, there's, there's a, a phase of, of contest between the candidates and then you can finally just moments before the election make your way to the ballot. This is incumbent protection in all its glory. But at the very top of uh, this podcast, I want to talk about the Workers' Rights Amendment, which I have been talking about the last couple of uh, podcasts. In fact, it's what kind of got us started early. I wasn't going to launch this thing until this week, but instead we talked about uh, workers' rights um, to try to boost support. We saw early polls that said 54% of people who are likely voters in Illinois supported the Workers' Rights Amendment. Sounds good, but you need 60% for a constitutional amendment. And that's what this is. It's going to be written into the Constitution if passed in the state of Illinois. Where we were at as of yesterday morning, uh, with 88% of precincts reporting across the state, 58% support of the uh, Workers' Rights Amendment. Um we need more, right? Uh, but there's nothing we can do now. So all we can do is is wait and, and hope for the best. So we'll see. We're going to stay tuned. We're, we're rooting for the right of workers to um, negotiate their salaries and be protected when um, they report uh, dangerous conditions from retaliation. And that is the long and short of what the Workers' Rights Amendment does. So uh, troubling development at the uh, Obama construction site, the Obama Center construction site. A noose was found yesterday. We're, there's a lot that we could say about this, but the couple of things I want to say is first, no matter what you think about the center itself, and I have been critical. I don't like that it's they took public land where they didn't have, have to. I don't like that um, it, it was done with really no uh, reflection of community input. People had lots to say, they weren't listened to. Everything was symbolic in terms of engagement and the community meetings that were held. Um, you know, I've got these criticisms. How it's being executed is horrible. However, however, none of that excuses the presence of a noose, a noose on the construction site, a noose on Stony Island Avenue. This is heinous, it's despicable. And whoever's responsible for it really should, I think, as an example, be pretty um, rigorously uh, prosecuted and punished. The immediate reaction of the folks who are um, who are overseeing that construction was to to say they were going to stop work until they completed anti-racism training among their employees. That makes me pause and um, wonder if what some of us have been thinking to ourselves and, and actually communicating with each other. I've gotten texts and I've seen uh, on social media people saying, this is an inside job. Somebody on the site did this. Well, I wonder if that doesn't confirm that at least the, there's a suspicion among these uh, the management at this site that that is in fact the case. This site, and I've talked about this before, is overwhelmingly... Uh, the workers that I see every day, overwhelmingly white and Latino. 
you will see very few uh, workers on the site who are black. And by the way, as far as I can tell, 100% men. So, you know, this is zero effort to represent the community, zero. And what happens in a neighborhood where, um, you know, you're, you're basically in a, a, a majority black neighborhood building a center for the first black president and your workers are, uh, your construction workers are white and Latino, you've got Trump supporters in there. You've got Obama haters in there. You know you do. I mean, that's just the nature of this particular demographic. It seems real likely, and I think everyone needs to, you know, there's a conversation to be had here about how not listening to the community leads to this sort of uh, outcome. You're, you're bringing hate into our neighborhood with banners on the site that say that you're bringing hope. Just, you know, walking distance from this thing, we had a, a fire at 64th and Woodlawn, terrible fire for a, a historic landmark church. And we were able to raise $3 million to restore it. Um, you know, did, did just a tremendous job. And, and I, I think anyone who goes by and looks at the Shrine of Christ the King would agree. It, it was a great restoration job. We finished the outside 100%, 100% black contractors. And if there was anyone who wasn't black on the site, I never saw them. It can be done. It can be done. What is wrong with these people? It's, it's racist. Whether you're doing it as a racist person or you are just feeding into the structurally racist nature of our society, everyone has to be held accountable for what's happening on, at the Obama Center. Related, in my opinion, to this is the announcement yesterday and how the announcement was made is just, you know, it would be funnier if it weren't, the consequences weren't so serious. By bus driver, if you traveled on Stony Island yesterday between Marquette and 58th Street, and perhaps, you know, just as you were listening, if you got on earlier, um, they the bus drivers told us they are eliminating every single bus stop from 57 so um from so 58th street to marquette there will not be bus stops you will have i believe a bus stop at 58th you will have a bus stop at marquette but for over a mile along stony there will be no place to get on the bus if you're traveling northbound this is the height of insensitivity this is the height of arrogance to just think oh people who live here who work, you know, who, who commute to work, who need to go to the clinic, who need to go shopping, whatever, all of the stuff you do in normal life where you take public transit, and lots of us do. I am a devoted public transit supporter, and you know that because I'm constantly complaining about how bad CTA has been over the last year or so, how much worse it's gotten. This is outrageous. You can't just take, it's like taking someone's car and saying, look, until we've got this this project finished, you're going to have to find another way to travel. No, 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 no. Now, I have a very um, a, a very intelligent neighbor who uh, writes and speaks quite eloquently on development and uh, sort of neighborhood change. And she has suggested, and, and I think this was on social media, on Twitter, and I'll find a link to this. I'll find her tweet, and I'll also um, find, you know, there'll be a place for you to see this. I'll, I'll put a link uh, maybe in the podcast description, suggests the Obama Center needs to give us a shuttle. And how I imagine this working is you would have a shuttle going in a circle, 58th to, to Marquette, 
and people would be able to get on it uh, southbound. So everyone has to cross the street to get to the bus stops that no longer exist. So what you could do is travel south, pick people up all the way down, and then turn around and come back up north. So people could choose to either get off at 67th slash Marquette, or they could travel up back to the north end and get off at 58th. We've got to do something. This is not acceptable. It, the idea that uh, people who take public transit don't matter, that you can just take this resource away, it's just another example of how, uh, from the beginning, the people who decided we didn't need nearly 20 acres of public land um, to be public anymore, that it was better that it be a sort of mini convention center and a museum to the, to the Obamas, never thought that what we get as the public that we have a right to because this is our city is something we deserve and they obviously feel the same way about transit we have to push back and we have to push back hard and that's just period so okay finally signatures um i just wanted to mention that we are in that you know we've been collecting signatures for uh months but now that we're on the other side of the midterms uh, we're going to be a lot more aggressive in terms of getting the word out and getting people involved. This is uh, the time. Please go to Gabe45.com. Go to volunteer. Put in your information. We'd love to have you uh, helping us out. Let's all work together to make a fifth ward that's better for everybody and that puts justice first. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you again soon.